That Sober Guy podcast contains adult content, merciless truth, and emotional nudity. Listener discretion is advised. Yo, what's up? Thank you for tuning in today. Thanks to humans for bringing us in. Thanks to you for supporting the show. Happy Friday to you if you're listening to this on a Friday. When these shows go live, we put out a podcast every Friday. So if you're new to the show, welcome. Great to have you here. I'm Shane Raymer. You're listening to that Sober Guy podcast. We help people stay sober. We talk about drugs, alcohol, recovery, health, being a better human being, some fitness, other random shit. We have some fun in the process, of course, man, because what's life if you can't laugh a little bit and have a little bit of fun, man? Love that rule 62. Don't take yourself so serious. And that's something I uh, continue to practice. And I'm really working on lately because uh, I'm my own worst enemy at times. Definitely have been in the past. And uh, if I'm not careful, I can beat myself up pretty good sometimes. I'm not perfect. I love it. And there's something that's very peaceful and relieving in that. So Today, we're going to talk about not taking things personal and how my mind is jacked, but my heart is good. My mind is jacked, but my heart is good. Before we do that, be sure to check us out at thatsoberguy.com. You can also connect with us on Instagram at realthatsoberguy and on Twitter at Shane Raymer. Finding the right treatment for addiction and mental health illness can be tough. Yes, it can. That's why Sober Guys continue to partner with Foundations Recovery Network. Foundation stays true to their mission, holds high ethical standards while providing treatment in a nationwide network of residential and outpatient programs. Uh, they've built the leading, uh, they've built the industry's leading research and outcomes program to fulfill each commitment to patients, and not only the patients, but their loved ones, of course, too. So to learn more, you can go to foundationshelp.com slash soberguy. It's foundationshelp.com slash soberguy. Or you can call 833-81-SOBER. It's 833-81-SOBER. You can talk with an admissions coordinator, ask some questions, get some info about treatment options. Also, did you know we have a course? It's called How to Navigate. It's a digital course. You can do it in the wherever the hell you want, your house, coffee shop, wherever feels comfortable to you. It's called How to Navigate the First 90 Days of Sobriety. It doesn't have all the answers. It's not a magic solution, but here's what it is. Had a lot of questions. I'm newly sober. What do I do? How do I kind of navigate around this? There's a lot going on. First and foremost, I don't have all the answers. Neither do any of the guests who participated in the 90-day course, How to Navigate the First 90 Days of Sobriety. Uh, it's myself, there's a few doctors in there, there's some other friends and people in recovery. And we basically got together to share about our own first 90 days, what worked for us, what didn't work for us. There's some takeaways in there. There's a, there's a bunch of resources. Uh, and I figured I'd put it all together in a, in a course format um, uh, to help. So if you're interested in that, it's 25 bucks by using the promo code half off. You can go to that soberguide.com, click on courses, and you can go there and check it out. Uh, I know I mentioned this last week too. I don't know if it was just something in July or what, but we had um, 
we just had a lot of people signing up for the course and I don't talk about it often. Uh, last week and this week is really the first time I have in a, a few months. Um, so I think it is a valuable resource though. We're not, we're not telling anyone what to do. We're not saying that everything's perfect. We're just sharing uh, what's worked and you can do as many sessions as you want. I think there's, ah, man, I haven't looked at it in a minute. It's either 10, 11, 12 sessions right around there. Um, and you know, you can do a couple a day. You can do one a day. You can do one a week. There's takeaways in there. Uh, so go ahead and check that out one more time. Go to that soberguy.com, click on courses. You can get the info there. Uh, the moments of change conference is coming up in Palm beach. Uh, it's sponsored by foundations recovery network. Many of you know, who listen to the show that, uh, we're out at innovations and recovery every year in San Diego. Uh, we've been out to, um, uh, what is it? Behavioral health innovations and behavioral health in Nashville. Uh, another conference, uh, this year in September, uh, the end of October, let's see, no end of September, beginning of October moments of change. Uh, you can go to foundationsevents.com if you want more info there. It's a big industry conference, a lot of good people, a lot of good things going on. Lots of changes being made in the recovery industry and recovery community. Uh, so this is one of the conferences where a lot of good people get together and share that information, connect with each other. So uh, check that out. We may be there podcasting, not 100% sure yet, but uh, in any case, still like to plug the conference and uh, let people know about it as it is a great event. One more time, that's foundationsevents.com if you want some more info. All right, we're going to read an iTunes review real quick, uh, and then we'll get to the show. Um, this one comes from Crystal Love TFH. Crystal Love TFH says, keeping me focused on my recovery. Uh, and this one was awesome. I actually read this last night and posted it on on our Instagram account just because it was, it was from somebody who was local, who goes to the same church that we go to, knows some of the same people, and I really appreciate the, the review. So uh, it says, thank you, Shane, for TSG podcast. I actually found your podcast about a year ago when I was searching for a CR podcast. That's a Celebrate Recovery podcast. Um, for those of you who aren't familiar, Celebrate Recovery is a 12-step faith-based uh, recovery program, and you can find it at churches all over the place. Um, she says, I love your honesty. Unfortunately, I succumbed to my addiction shortly after um, about a year. I'm back and now working the steps again. Uh, I have one week of sobriety today. So congratulations on a week, Crystal. It's really, really awesome. Um, always pumped to hear that. Uh, she also said, I signed up for your 90-day course. It's really been so helpful. That and hearing what's working for you and your guests is really opening my mind to the possibility that I can have a new life. And real quick, before I read the rest of this, I want to point that out because as I mentioned, the 90-day the course in there too, what did Crystal say? Should I signed up for the course? It's been great hearing what's working for you and your guests. And it's opening my mind to the possibility that I can have a new life. So it's not us fixing anybody. Like I have no clue how to fix anybody. I have no, I can barely fix myself and can barely keep myself on, on point. You know, I got to continuously stay dialed in and, and do my own program. That's what this stuff's about, whether it's a course or a podcast or a meeting or, or a, a, a men's or women's group, no matter what platform we're talking about, where people are gathering together, trying to get information, trying to get help, trying to seek community, have support, all that stuff. It's up to us to realize this stuff on our own because nobody is like, I'm not ever going to want to change and make changes in my life, whether we're talking about health and, and fitness or sobriety or a job change or a, a, a business, you know, that I'm starting or whatever it is. Like people can tell me stuff till I'm blue in the face and it's never going to make a difference until I'm ready and I'm open to receiving that. So 
I just wanted to point that out because it's so it's so relevant. I get so many questions and, and messages and I, I, I love hearing people's stories and what's going on. And a lot of people, I think, feel like there's this magic solution that somebody or something or some, you know, um, I don't even know, something is going to come and save them. And, and, and really it's up to us to save ourselves. We got to put that personal responsibility first and foremost, that honesty. And then right next to that, we got to do the work. We got to show up. We have to be open to letting people help us and communicate and talk to people, learn from other people. It's just so, so important. So, and, and that's really what, that's really what's working for Crystal right now by saying that is hearing what's working for you and your guests. It's opening her mind, how she's connecting, how she's relating to certain stories, certain situations. Um, that's where it's at my friends. Like, I just want to be very clear about that. Um, so she also says, realizing that alcohol is only a tool I use to deal with my issues and not the whole problem. Something you mentioned in a podcast was an epiphany really. And, and I'm so glad that she mentioned that too. I've, I've talked about that a couple times, uh, in the past month or two in different episodes about how I realized that like, wait a minute, like, yeah, alcohol, drugs, definitely an issue, this addictive switch in me. Um, you know, it, it even rolls over into, um, things that I enjoy to do that are healthy, like exercise or, um, you know, it rolls into food even too, like that's, that's just that, that personality, um, you know, wiring in, in my own brain, you know, but when it came to, to drugs, alcohol, that, it wasn't until I realized that that really wasn't the issue. It was the tool that I was using to deal or to cover up all the issues that I never dealt with and that I wasn't dealing with in the present moment too. So that's such an important part of this whole recovery thing. You know what I mean? And let me be very clear again. I'm not a doctor, a therapist. I don't have all the answers. I don't know a lot of shit. I don't. I just don't. You know, but I'm working through it. I'm constantly learning. I'm constantly waking up hungry to see what God's got in store for me that day. You know what I mean? And trying to stay in that day. Like for instance, well, let me, let me say this real quick. She says, thank you for your service. This is my favorite part too. Also, I'm a local and love the podcast you did with Pastor Dave and uh, Pastor Tim Biddle. Would love to hear more from leadership at TFH, the Father's House of Acaville. Father's House has a great audio podcast of every sermon. There's tons of great content on there. So if you're looking for a, um, for a great church that has a good um, good community, great pastors, great leaders, brings out a strong message with values and lots of love, um, check out the Father's House uh, podcast. You can go on uh, iTunes and, and you can find that there more too. So it was always cool. I had Pastor Dave and Tim on like a couple years ago. You know, I, I think it's episode 134, 135. Uh, Pastor Tim was on and, and Pastor Dave was somewhere around there too. Um, but any, in any case, Crystal, thank you for the review. It was a great review. I always, it's always awesome when it's, you know, a local one, someone in our community, of course, too. Uh, so we appreciate that. Um, what I was going to say though, was like living in the moment, trying to do the best. Like today, you know, the kids, um, kids started school today, you know, cash started kindergarten, Lucy's off to school. Like things are changing. Like we're adjusting to schedules. We're getting back into the swing of things. And if I'm not on my game and I'm not like focused and, and dialed into, um, number one, being at ease with everything. That's like, first and foremost, being in my, my, a right, my right state of mind, 
You know, putting my higher power, putting God first, putting uh, recovery first, putting my attitude of gratitude first, being grateful, looking at what all the things that we are blessed with versus all the things that I don't have or the negative shit that could potentially be going on in, in, in my life or your life or whatever it is you're going through. There's always a perspective we can take and that's a choice, you know? So like today, man, I'm just like, I was so grateful just to be able to take my kids to school and, you know, enjoy watching them go off to school in this new, you know, new grade, fourth grade in kindergarten, starting this new chapter now, new school year. Um, those are the types of things that are so important that I don't want to take for granted that back in the day, those little things, I didn't, I didn't, my mind wasn't aware enough. It wasn't open enough. Um, I wasn't spiritually connected to even realize the most minuscule things, um, that were going on moment to moment throughout my day. So that's, that's really what, um, what a big part of, Number one, not taking things personal, which is our topic tonight. It does kind of tie into that and I'll get to that in a minute. But also the other, um, the other statement that kept coming to mind this week was my mind is jacked, but my heart is good. My mind is jacked, but my heart is good. And and I've thought about that a lot lately. And I, I, I've mentioned this many times before. Um, I have listened and read and, um, and, been a part of a lot of Noah Levine's work from, from refuge recovery. And he, he's the one, and I'm sure he learned this from somebody else. So this all gets passed down, but I'll give him credit. Cause that's where I heard it first was through him, but he talks a lot about, in one of my favorite meditations about the mind, how it's separate from my heart. It's separate from us. And the mind is so powerful. It really can trick me into taking things very, very personal at times when it's not personal, even my own thoughts I can take personal and then I can be very hard on myself. I'm not at ease. I'm stressed out. I'm going through this. I'm going through that. Why is this happening? I'm riding that wave of negativity, of stress, of, um, of, uh, feeling sorry for myself, all that stuff. And number one, it's hard to work through that. Even when you're in some sort of program, right. And you got support and you got community, but imagine working through that when you're not even awake to it when you're just completely consumed by it and and you're not even awake to your own self, to your own, uh, this, this kind of higher intelligence of self, I guess is the only really way I know how to put it. This connection with God, this, that there's something inside of me that burns, that yearns for more of a connection, but yet I can't reach it. I can't, I can't attach onto it and start to even be conscious of it because I'm so wrapped up in this wave of negativity, taking things personal, uh, things not going my way, trying to control everything. Like, I mean, man, it's a tough way to live. So if you're going through that right now, I feel you because I've been there. And trust me, I can dip back into that sometimes too. I'm quick now to be like, wait a minute, let me, let me, let me call my sponsor. Let me call my homie. Let me let me read a little bit. Let me meditate. Let me pray. Let me, I mean, I try to make that a daily practice and stuff too, but too, but I have those tools, you know, with me at all times when I can catch myself because it, it will creep. It'll creep quick. So I creep. Yeah. I got a bad, I have a bad uh, habit of doing that. I do it around the house too. 
I'll say a word or something and it'll trigger me and then I'll start singing the song that it went through. Like I am, and I'm, I look at me. I, I mean, you can't look at me because you're listening to me right now, but I'm literally snapping my fingers and like dancing in my chair right now. So I creep. Yeah. Is that TLC? I'm creeping. Anyways, we're creeping the night. I want to give a shout out to my homie, Phil, big Phil. Phil's been on the podcast a couple times. I don't know what episode it is. I'm not going to go back and look right now, but you can, you can go look for Philip Wright. He's been on before and I wanted to give him a little shout out. He invited me out uh, to the men's group on Tuesday night and he spoke a little bit about encouragement. That was the topic and it was great, man. We had a room full of, of dudes hungry to learn and, and, and be better and serve and encourage each other and learn how to encourage our wives and our kids and um, our homies and all that, man. It's just, it's powerful stuff. And, um, you know, I'll bring that up. It's hard for us to encourage as dudes sometimes. Um, I had taken some notes actually, as a matter of fact, let's, uh, let me bring this up real quick. We might as well give a little shout while we're doing this and I can relay some of this stuff if I can find it. Oh man, now I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to sit here and talk. There it is. Encouragement. Yeah. So shout out to pastor Tim, shout out to Philip and the Tuesday night men's group, first of all, cause I'm pulling some of this content from there. So hope they don't mind that I share it, but, uh, encouragement, right? That was the topic. And it, and, and here's a couple of the notes that I wrote as, as we were talking about this or as, as they were talking about it under encouraged men will not be good encouragers. I, I took that, you know, to heart right there because it's, it's really tough for me and I'm getting better, but it's hard for me to encourage. It's hard for me to encourage others. Um, I'd say I'm pretty good at encouraging my kids for some reason. That's an easy connection for me because they're my kids, I guess. But even when it comes to like Jess or even, even friends sometimes, or, um, I don't know. It's, it's weird. And I guess it depends on how you're feeling too. I think that was brought up. Well, I'm feeling great today. So, Hey, let me give you some of my best because I'm feeling good. Well, if I'm feeling shitty, ah, oh, man, I'm not giving you, it's just leave me alone. I need to just go back and I just want to sit on the couch and zone out. I don't want to talk. I don't want to encourage. I don't want to talk anything after a long, long day. I had a long day. Leave me alone. You know, you know how that goes. And it's okay to some extent. We get it. I get it. I've had long days. I don't want to do anything. I just want to sit there and zone out, you know, but we can't always do that, especially when we got people looking up to us like kids being, being leaders. Um, under encouraged believers fall away from their faith. I thought that was a good one. And your faith can be, it doesn't have to be what my faith is, whatever your faith is in something higher, something more, something better, the universe, God, whatever you call it in recovery, very open to that. Why is my flashlight on my phone on? My flashlight's on. Hold on. I got to turn this off. There we go. Is it off now? Okay. It's off. Okay. Flashlight's off. All right. This one I liked a lot. There's a war on to stop you from encouraging others. There's a war on to stop you from encouraging others. And man, that one hit me too. And I went, man, there is because that little voice, and this goes back to the mind is Jack, but the heart is good. That little voice up there, that little voice tells me, nah, you don't need to say that. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. You don't know what you're talking about. Just be, you don't need to tell him that, that man, he's going to think you're weird. Don't talk. Don't do that. No, nah, you know what? You're t- You don't need to, you don't need to, uh, express how you feel. That's weird. Dudes don't do that shit. There's a war on to stop you from, I feel that war. I feel it sometimes. 
you know, and it's up to me to acknowledge it and battle back against it and go, you know what? I'm just going to put it out there because I know that seeds planted in my mind, in my heart. And I feel like it's the right thing to do. And so that's the, so I just, I just had a little light bulb go off in my own head. I said, my mind, my heart, and I feel right. So my, my brain, the mind, the brain may be telling me, no, don't encourage your homie over there. He doesn't, whatever. That's stupid. I don't even know why he probably wouldn't even know what you're talking about. Whatever the situation is, right? You feel me? But my heart, I feel it in my heart, in my gut, in my, in my soul, that that's the right thing to do. So now I have a choice to make. Am I going to go out on a limb or just go for it and just tell them? Because man, it feels right. I feel like I need to tell this person this right now. You tell my kids this, tell my wife this. You know, or am I going to listen to the, the mind, which is jacked and which talks me out of a lot of stuff that I should probably think twice about potentially doing, you know, so that, that war is real and it's constantly going on. I know it goes on in my head, that battle up there, that committee as they call it. I'm sure some of you in the rooms have heard that before that committee is loud and I got to tell it to pipe down. Pipe down in there, dad, 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 Okay. Encouragement is the oxygen of every man's life. Encouragement is the oxygen of every man's life. So another good one. Don't nick don't nitpick was another one in there. Like I can get nitpicky about stuff. Um, you know, especially at home. That's my anal retentiveness stuff getting when stuff's out of its place. I don't know if any of you are like this out there too, but when stuff is out of its place, when it's not where it should be, when things are a bit messy, I freak out. I literally, it, and I, I, it's like, it's an ongoing battle for real. Like, because I can't do certain stuff if certain stuff is not in place before. And so I don't necessarily know that that's all a bad thing. I want to be um, organized. I want to be clean. I want to be, um, you know, have my ducks in a row, whatever analogy you want to put on it. At the same time, I can get to a point where it drives me crazy and it stresses me out. And the nitpicking is where that comes in. So if other people aren't doing things the way that I think they should be done, that can drive me crazy. And then I start getting angry or upset or butthurt, whatever whatever emotion it is at the time. And that's nitpicking on my end. I can't do that. I live with, I have a family, a beautiful family who I love very much. They're all different. We're all different. You know, my wife does things a little bit different than I do things. And this is, this is an ongoing battle. I know I've said it like three times, but having to realize that like, we're not the same person and that would be boring as shit if we were. So thank God we're not. And it's about me adjusting to the way that my, my lady does stuff or my, my coworkers do, do things. I mean, put any person, any relationship in, in that, your kids, your, your mom, your dad, whatever it is, um, you know, that's, that's on us to learn how to deal with that stuff. And it's not, it's not always easy, but at least if we're aware of it, you know, that's, that's the good stuff. So, um, and I wasn't even planning on going over any of that stuff. I just wanted to mention the, the, uh, the group, you know, the topic encouragement and, and give a shout out to my, to my good buddy, Phil. Uh, but man, I'm glad that 
I got to uh, drop a little bit of that and kind of pass it on outside of the men's group because it was such a good topic. So here's what we'll do. I'm going to steal Phil's, uh, Phil's takeaway uh, from, from that session and encourage somebody this week. Encourage, if you're on your way to work right now, encourage someone at work today. Uh, if you get home, encourage your wife or your husband or your kids or uh, your mom, your dad, your friend. Uh, encourage a random stranger. Tell them they got you like the you like the shoes they got on today, man. Hey, that was a that's a really nice uh, nice hat you have. I don't know what the hell, random shit, right? But just encourage someone. Tell them they're doing a great job. Um, it's good. It'll make them feel good. It'll make you feel good as well too. So let's get back to the mind is jacked, but the heart is good, and not taking things personal. Okay. Um, one of the first things I thought of when I came up for this topic was the four agreements. Um, if you haven't read the four agreements or are not familiar with them, um, it's a great book. You can get it on audio. I think I have the audio version and I have a book laying around somewhere. Um, but the four agreements, uh, was written by Don Miguel Ruiz or Ruiz. Um, and let me read the four agreements as follows. I'm not going to go into, into the descriptions of them other than the second one, because it relates to not taking anything personally, but agreement one being impeccable with your word. Agreement two, don't take anything personally. Agreement three, don't make assumptions. And agreement four, always do your best. Okay, this was something that I believe we, I, I first heard about it when I was in rehab and no rehab. I was in rehab before. Hello, how do you do? I'm Shane Raymer and I've been to rehabilitation. 30 days, 30 days, son. Nothing, it was, that was nothing. Nothing compared to what people some people go through, you know, so very lucky and blessed in that aspect. I got to go learn for 30 days in a treatment facility. And we talked about the four agreements in there. And I know Seth is big on the four agreements as well. I mean, I have discussed uh, four agreements and I know it's one of his favorite uh, books or, um, or teachings uh, at the same time. But I wanted to get into agreement two: Don't take anything personally, because this is the first thing I thought of when I thought about how I take things personally. And let me read what, what this says as, as a description to agreement two. It says, and this I think comes from Wikipedia, the second agreement provides readers with a way to deal with hurtful treatment from others that they may experience in life. It advocates the importance of having a strong sense of self and not needing to rely on the opinions of others in order to be content and satisfied with their self-image. This agreement also allows readers to understand the notion that each individual has a unique worldview that alters their own perceptions and that actions and beliefs of a person of a, of a person is a projection of their own personal reality. Let me read that line again because that's some that's a little bit deep there and it's very important. The agreement also allows readers to understand the notion that each individual has a unique worldview, free thought free speech, free expression. They have a unique worldview that alters their own perceptions and that the actions and beliefs of a person, actions and beliefs of a person is a projection of their own personal reality. Ruiz believes that anger, jealousy, envy, and even sadness can lessen or dissipate once an individual stops taking things personally. Now there's a lot to unpack just in that paragraph that I read. So I would encourage you get the four agreements and check it out. It's not a long read either. It's a, it's a pretty short, short book. 
Um, you could probably you could probably read it in in one night if you really got down on it in a couple hours. Um, but even if you broke it up and did an agreement a day or an agreement a week and kind of digested it, um, it's it's great content. And and so the first thing I think of when when it says the projection of their own personal reality, um, I think about James Cantor, who was a who was a uh, uh, our counselor, my counselor. I think he was Seth's counselor too at Azure Acres. Uh, when I was in treatment and the one thing I was said, you're pointing a finger, there's three fingers pointing back at you. Many of us have heard that many times, right? It's not, it's not a new thing. James didn't invent it. Um, but you know, I always took that of like, man, like when I'm projecting shit onto other people, almost 99, almost hundred percent of the time, it's because I'm fearful or I'm worried or I'm going through something in my own right and I'm pissed off and I'm taking it out or I'm projecting that shit onto somebody else. Um, and that is a, a tough way to live. It was definitely a tough way for me to live. And I, I did. I, I lived like that for a long. The blame game, the victim mentality, right? We've talked about that many times before too. The victim mentality is certain death straight up. Spiritual death, emotional death, um, all wrapped together. <laughs> well, it's only two, I guess, but you know what I'm saying, right? It's it it will destroy. That's what I'm trying to say. It will destroy. And then taking things personally, man, that's a recipe for disaster. Um now I can't count how long and how many times and how often I took things personally back in the day. And I still take things personal sometimes too. Um, usually with the people that I'm closest to most of the time. That's pretty common, right? We want the people closest to us to, you know, we want attention from them. We want us to like, we want them to like us. We want to be in good relationship standing and all that kind of stuff, whether it's a spouse, a friend, whatever. Um, and so when someone says something and I'm not understanding or they communicate, they communicated a certain way that didn't make sense, or maybe it was a little hostile. I felt it was hostile and I take it personal now I'm allowing that person to have an effect on me and I sit, turn around and blame them for it. But I allowed that. And I know, I feel like that's going a little bit down too, too deep right now. And I don't really feel qualified to even try to like dive into that any more than that. So I'm going to stop right there, but I'll just leave it at that. When, when we're, I really try to think very consciously now when I'm dealing with somebody like I have to ask myself um, if they say something that rubs me the wrong way, is this, am I taking this personal? Is this personal to me? Was this an attack on me? Does it have anything to do with me? Or is it pretty obvious that this person's probably going through something? Maybe they're having a bad day. Maybe they just don't know how to communicate well. Nine times out of 10, it's it's that. It's the person. And so I don't allow that shit in not nearly as much as I used to where it would, it could ruin my whole day. And let me give you a couple, let me give you a real simple example on this too. Road rage. Okay. How many of us have been through road rage stuff? We've either had someone act in road rage or we have been the asshole who acts out road rage. So just recently a guy speeds in front of me. I'm driving along. I think I had cash in the car. Um, and, and that's even, it, that's even worse because I have my kid in the car and I'm getting upset, right? And 
The guy speeds in front of me. He gets over. He goes past me. Then he gets over and cuts me off in front of me. And then he has to turn. And what? And what do I? Do? I'm I'm pissed. I'm like, because I almost ran into him. Right? He he really he cut in front like close. I got cash in the car, so I get mad and I yell, "What? You know what the hell, man? Like I, I don't even know what I said, but I was I was not happy. Right? And in that moment. I was so, I had this vision right, right there. I like went into this like completely different state. I wanted to pull this bastard out of the car and slap the shit out of him. Right. That's what I'm thinking in my mind. I have this, this vision and it's like so awesome. I'm feeling so good. I'm so tough. I'm going to make him pay for the big time. Uh, or I'm going to, I'm going to make him pay for cutting me off. You don't cut off Shane Raymer. You're going to remember me motherfucker. And at the end of it all, I'll be a hero. And this asshole never cut off another human being ever again. (laughs) That's what's going on in my my mind, right? The mind is jacked. The mind is jacked. It's not in my heart. I'm not that type of guy. You know, I'm not... I'm not going to physically do something. But that's what was going on. This, This vision of this anger and let me... Let me attack this guy. Now, here's the thing. I had no idea. I took that so personal. I took it personal to me. Like this guy drove up next to me and said, that's Shane Raymer right there driving in the red Tahoe. I'm going to cut him off and I am going to piss him off because I hate him. He's such an asshole. What a loser that dude is. You know, that's the way I took it, right? This guy was just attacking me and it had nothing to do with me doesn't know me he just cut me off maybe you know maybe he's a bad maybe he's a bad driver maybe i'm a bad driver i don't know i'm gonna stop right there jess you can just stop because if you're listening to this i know what you're saying right now but what's wrong with me why do i why do i do that why do i take things like that personal very very personal there's nothing wrong with getting upset about it too i think it's very normal for me to get upset like what the fuck man like come on come on bro like what you're going to cut me off. I almost ran into you. You know, I mean, that's normal. But how do I control my anger and stay conscious of it without taking it personal? I mean, that guy knew nothing about me. Maybe he was about to shit his pants. He was trying to get to the bathroom. He had to hurry up and cut me off and take a left so he could run into Walmart and take a dump or whatever. Like, I don't know. I hope you wouldn't take a dump in Walmart bathroom either. I know I wouldn't because I'm too good for Walmart. <laughs> not what I'm saying at all. I buy shit from Walmart sometimes very reluctantly. It is fun though to see some of the characters in there. I'm sure you've seen the memes. In any case, I had no idea, you know, what he was going through. Maybe his kid got hurt and he was trying to, you know, get there to pick him up or take him to the doctor. I don't know. Maybe he was just running late to work. Maybe if he was late one more time to work, he was going to be fired. And he was trying to just get over and get the hell in front of me. Like, I have no idea. Maybe I'm, like I said, a shitty driver. You know, maybe this, maybe that. I, I, I really don't know at the end of the day, but I am certain whatever the reason that it was that he cut me off, it really didn't have anything to do with me. And, and I let it affect me like it did in front of my, in front of my son. You know, that, and, and I, have, I had to say, hey, dad, sorry about that. You know, I, I always try to make my amends and do quick because I'm not perfect, you know, but that kind of stuff happens and and learning how to not take things personal like that for me 
in continuing to learn and acknowledge these situations when they happen because that's a that's a good example that is really blatant everyone's been through some road rage or had it done and i think but take that same thing and apply it to any situation and 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 staying conscious of that man this isn't personal to me it can really help out in a lot of situations you know there was another dude i just thought of the other day too i was leaving the store uh, the grocery store, I think I picked up some some breakfast or something at the Nugget in the morning and I was backing out and I think he he must have been walking. See, we're coming back to my bad drive. Maybe I'm just a real shitty driver. I'm starting to, this could be, so maybe it is personal to me. Maybe I suck as a driver. I don't know. And, and anyway, I'm backing out and I didn't, you know, he, I think his car was parked right next to mine. And so he had kind of just like in a blind spot as I'm backing out, he had to stop and wait by the car because I started to go as he was walking up and I saw him and he stood there and he's just mugging the shit out of me. Just like, like, you know, kind of pissed. And I'm like, dude, I didn't see you, man. It's not like I almost ran him over anything, but I just kind of, I started backing out. I didn't see him, you know, and I, and I gave him a wave on, on the way out. Like, Hey bro, sorry, man. I, I didn't see you. And I could tell by the look he wanted, he wanted to let me know that I was wrong and I bat and see look I'm taking it personal right now I'm starting to get pissed off when I'm talking about this is bullshit I'm just kidding I'm not I'm not but you see how that can go down that road really fast even even just thinking about it talking about it I gave him a wave he was he was upset clearly he was trying to let me know that you know he wasn't happy whatever man he took it personal I had no I don't know who the guy is probably a great dude I was just fucking backing out just going on my way trying to trying to be a better human being and eat some damn eggs and bacon and and go to work. You know what I mean? But he took it personal there. Hopefully it didn't ruin his day. Easily could have though. I'm sure I've let things like that ruin my day in the past many a times. I'm not sure I'm positive. You know, but we don't have to live like that is the point. We don't have to take things personally, especially if we're comfortable in our own skin, especially if we're connected to something higher, God, higher power, universe, whatever it is for you. You know, we're connected to that. We know that we can be at ease and be okay with it. We can be kind to people. We can love people. We can, we can say, we can apologize, say, sorry, man. Like I, I didn't know, you know, and we can accept that we can receive those apologies too. You know what I'm saying? If someone does something to us, they wrong us in some sort of way. Now, obviously certain severity of certain situations are going to dictate how we deal with stuff. So something that's extremely serious, you know, this might not be as applicable to something like road rage or something. I get that. But I think the general concept of it, of not taking things personally, understanding that the mind is jacked up, it's not connected to my heart, and I don't have to take things personally, you know, is a big thing. And so let me tell you where, where this all came from. I'll tie this up and then, and then we'll, uh, we'll wrap the show up today, um, the taking things personally and the mind being jacked up and the heart being good, it kind of ties together. And I'm going to, I'm going to tie it in right now because my mind started wandering this last weekend when we were at church. Right. And I ended up coming late. Um, I took cash out to hit some, to hit some balls at the park and Jess was doing some stuff. I think they were serving early in the morning. And so I made it to the 11 o'clock uh, service checked cash in. I was like 10 minutes late. Hey, I was easy on myself. I was doing the best I could. I hate being late to stuff, by the way. I'm very, 
It's one of my pet peeves, right? I'm not late often. I try to be on time to stuff. I think it says a lot about a person when they can show up on time and be there. But I was late this day, right? But I was easy on myself. Gave myself grace, dude. I wasn't late because I was doing something stupid. It just it is what it is, right? And I'm learning how to do that and be okay. Hey, at least I'm at least I'm showing up. Even though I'm late, I'm not going to be late next time I'm showing up. So I get there, you know, I'm, I'm like 10, 15 minutes late. I can't, just left her phone at home. I don't even know why I'm telling this right now. It's kind of not really relevant to the story. Anyways, long story short, I ended up sitting by myself through, through the service, right? Which ended up being a good thing for me because sometimes I just need to be alone and I need to sit and pray and meditate and be in the word by myself, Nothing against my wife. I love sitting and, and, and going to church and doing all kinds of things together. You know, I always love her company, but sometimes I just need to be by myself. And so I sat there by myself and Pastor Dave was given the message that day. Um, and, and I found myself getting distracted and I started thinking about work stuff, what I had to do that week, what was going on. I don't know how long this went, a couple minutes at least, right? And I finally snapped back into it. I finally snapped back into it. And my immediate thought for the first time ever, and and I'm, I'm dead serious about this. Now, I've had very conscious thoughts about not taking things personally, not being hard on myself, you know, that kind of stuff. But I've never actually done it. And the practice of it has never really paid off like subconsciously where I just did it like a reaction. This was the first time and it was so cool. I didn't, I wasn't hard on myself, in that moment, I didn't have to, I, I'm able to work through a lot of this stuff. I hope this makes sense, but I, I had never done it in the moment like this before. And I wasn't hard on myself. I said, that's okay, Shane. Like your, your brain's different. It's not what your heart is. You know, your heart's here to listen to pastor Dave and, and, and hear the word today and be in the moment and, and, you know, take in this connection, this spiritual moment, you know, whatever, whatever that looked like in the moment. And I let it go. I let the thought and the distraction pass and I re-engaged myself again and I just let it slide on by. And man, it was the greatest feeling to have it happen very organically without having to consciously really think about it like I have to do because I'm just always trying to practice this stuff and get better at it. So it was really, really a kind of an enlightening moment for me just to realize that like, the practice is, is somewhat paying off and I don't have to beat myself up over, you know, because my brain and my mind is jacked up sometimes. And I have not only distracting thoughts, but weird thoughts sometimes, crazy thoughts, you know, like shitty thoughts, like that stuff is just in the mind and it's not connected to my heart. It's not me. And when I can get in some meditation, some prayer and, and get in that get on that wave. Like I, I, for some reason I always come back to the wave, like riding this wave. I always just have that vision of riding this energy wave of like God and spiritual connection and just being on that and kind of level, you know, being on that level of, of easiness. And, um, you know, a big part of that for me comes with recognizing like that I can't take things personal. I can't take things personal. The last thing on the on the uh, a couple of the bullet points I po- I pointed out was serving, you know, serving others that gets us out of ourselves. Like just even start with serving our families, right? 
encouraging our families back to encouragement from, from the beginning of this episode, you know, encouraging your wife, your husband, your kids, your, your mom, your dad, your friends, random person at work, you know, you can start there serving others and, and just doing that. I know for me, it, it really helps to get me out of what's ever going on up in this cranium up here because man, it is a mess. Sometimes it is absolutely, um, it's a beautiful mess. <laughs> I got to say, I got a lot of beautiful things to be grateful for, but uh, it gets crazy sometimes. And that's why I always continue to work, um, to talk, communicate, be open with people, um, and uh, and and just try to keep practicing, you know, that daily, daily grind. So I hope something today made some sense to you. I hope you enjoyed some of the thoughts and the content today. You can check us out at thatsoberguy.com. Uh, what else? Connect with us on Instagram, at realthatsoberguy. Connect with us on Twitter, at Shane Raymer, which I still don't know how to use very well. Uh, yeah, I love you guys, man. Thanks to Foundations for supporting the show. Thanks to humans. Peace, love, and respect. Keep your blood clean.